0: We are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And look, no one can say we don't let the other voice be heard, okay? <laughs> Everybody's we,
1: voice was heard.
0: Right. Every We keep it fair and balanced. Not to <sighs> quote Fox, but, I mean, Larry Elder definitely worked us up here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Stanley dropped the mic. I mean, he almost dropped a bomb. Forget the mic. That was crazy. So we just wrapped up a segment on slavery reparations. Guys, if you missed it, you definitely need to subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes because that was something. That was intense. That was spirited. I need to listen to my Ronnie Mixtapes. M- R- M- you know what we, we need to listen to? You know what we <laughs> need to listen to? Some Courtney Rose. That's what we need to listen to right now <laughs> to sort of ease us in. As I mentioned. Oh, why did Jesus um, help me. As I mentioned at the earl- uh, earlier in the show, it's time for the Dreamer and Doer series, and we have a very special guest um, in the studio with us. Her name is Courtney Rose. I actually was fortunate enough to interview her on my TV show, Harlemites. If you don't know, I do a TV show. It's called What's Eating Harlem. Famous plug. And No, I mean, hey, but not I never shameless. do that. Yeah, that was yeah, shame. I'm, I'm hey, not going to hey. do that shameless. <laughs> turn in, turn in. Right. What is so, it, Mondays now or Wednesday? It's, it's Thursdays at 9.30. Um, we're kicking off season three this Thursday, 9.30, oh, you 30. 30? 30? You, be, you got enough episodes from Netflix now. Oh, really? Now <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that could are going to watch you, Selena. Oh, Right, guys, so definitely tune in. So I, I spoke to Courtney um, this past week because she's doing amazing things in Harlem, all around New York City. She's a percussionist, and um, she's a musician. She plays a number of instruments. She's a songwriter, composer, and I just thought it was so inspirational because she's young, she's black, she's a musician, she's a female. I mean, it's just all of this wrapped up into one, and you don't normally see this. And I, you know, I have yet to watch Courtney live, but I saw her <laughs> on YouTube, and even like the energy that you bring, especially like you know, I'm short, right? We're both kind of yeah, short, know, but you are, don't normally don't, don't see. do tell him that. I don't wanted to
2: him. think I'm was so tall. I mean,
0: the energy. You would think that. You you were a giant when it comes to like you know leading your band, right? And um, and we'll talk about that—the musical, the project that you put together, how you're giving back. So again, welcome to the show,
2: Courtney. Thank you so much. I I w- I walked into a, a storm. yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was an amazing, amazing storm. I always uh, talk about that subject, and even on what's eating Harlem. When you ask me, was I a judge? You mm. know, when I walk in venues and stuff like that. So Stanley, you are a powerful brother, honey. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't even know what to say when you met me at the door. I was just like, "Hey, how you doing?" But I was like, "Whoa, whoa, well, whoa!" Well, I mean, yes, yeah, Stanley,
0: you sort of all took yeah. us by storm. Sorry about that, guys. she had to get that word. Um,
2: sorry, <laughs> no apologies needed. I really? I, need, I need you by my side when I when I get upset and I don't have any words. Yeah, I could I just I could just push you like on a button. Word, we need we need Stanley to be our angry black I'm man. Just, I'm, I'm just
0: sorry. Telling you, honey. Um. right yes. Yeah, so so, Courtney did. She's been sitting and hanging out with us for a few minutes now. But like I said, it's time for the Dreamer and Doer series, and you're doing so much in Harlem. Let's start I off know. with talking about um what you're doing and this project called the musical. What what is it? How do you describe it? And I mean, I know you put it together. Right. You're doing phenomenal. You're doing phenomenal with it. What mm-hmm. is it?
2: The musical is is my life story. Um, it's uh, people. A lot of people think it's like an actual musical, like Broadway. But I'm just telling stories through um, particular music, um, a particular song. You know, as I spoke about before, um, it can be my hardship, but the song would be more, uh, more a little more dramatic, and it could be something like, uh, you know, I grew up in a project. The song may have a, uh, require a violin or a tap dancer. You know, just some soul felt. Um, something um, I came up with the musical because um, I play behind a lot of people J. Cole, Carnegie Hall You know, things like that But I, I was losing myself Because I'm an entertainer, writer, composer And I can't do those things when I'm playing behind Other bands And um, I wanted to own something And that's a part of me being a black woman As well You know, we, we don't think about owning anything We just think about um, I'm gonna go on tour and play with the biggest artists and that's not how you make a lot of money, you know. <laughs> that's that to the musicians and the artists. It's not how you make a lot of a lot of money and that's not how you make a lot of money for your children in the future so they can eat. Um, you have to own something. You have mm. to be a owner of something. Right. And that's why I came up with the the musical. I was um shunned away a lot because I'm I'm, you know, female, black. You know, and then playing percussion is like awkward, you know, like I was telling you, um, they call us the uh last hired first fired. Mm.
0: Can I ask a question? <laughs> sure. So I had a lot of Hennessy before the show started. What is percussion? <laughs>
2: percussion yes. that's
0: just drums shut up Jackie well
2: it, it's it's drums they call they they'll call me a percussionist but it's drums congas hand percussion oh jimbe from africa yeah Annie.
0: oh so the the best instrument pretty much then it is see? it is and it's not something that you would typically see a woman no, playing a lot of times when you see yeah. the men playing on um, the drums or the percussion like mm-hmm. even in new york city a lot of times on the subway on the subways it's or you men.
2: know right it's always men but yeah. you know what i found out my uh um one of my Teachers taught me he, the the woman brought the djembe to the man. Oh. When I was growing up, all of this time people looked at me like you're not supposed to play. You're not gonna be able to have babies. You're not gonna because you carry the drum. Yeah, because it's <laughs> you know for real. It's, it's a tradition. Like women don't not supposed to play djembe drums. So when they used to tell me, that, I used to be like, but ma, you know, and I was questioning it. But when I got older, my teachers taught no, that drum was. Um, to a man by a woman. Mm.
1: Wow. That, so is, that, that is, that is some powerful Women well, we always introduce women to
0: good stuff. Marilyn introduced me to common sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and good taste, I think. Yeah. Um, so growing up, was it hard? I mean, when did you start playing? When did you know that you had this, this passion? I started playing at
2: seven, but I, I didn't know, um, it was a gift. Mm-hmm. So I just used to play around with it. Like my mom used to be like, you could really do some big things with this. But I used to, you know, I went to hang in the streets with my friends I yeah, but not really but, see drums as I was like drums, come on now. But, but
0: no, and and now that you take it seriously, and yeah. um, you know, this is a little known fact. So I'll just tell everyone. So Courtney's actually self-taught with wow. the instruments that she plays, yeah. and you know, writing songs and and and, yeah. and writing music. I am. Right, from my understanding, I mean that is something like I, I tried to <laughs> I take a class. That's
2: really impressive, <laughs> right? Can I, you make I, Hennessy from scratch? Stop. I can. <laughs> Asking questions. No, you no, know? nah, I don't even drink Hennessy. So we don't want to talk about. But I, I did do. I performed for Hennessy, so. Oh,
0: you there, did? Yeah. But oh, she performed. Stanley shout out, the, it shout it. out to Hennessy. Hennessy brought to you.
2: Did you see the artist bottle? Well, the let artist? me not plug. Okay, right, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. talk to you later. Hennessy,
0: so Hennessy, <laughs> send W A T R a check, then we can have a conversation. Then we can start talking about uh, Hennessy on that level. Yeah. But uh, no, so yeah, so Courtney, um, again, so you've, you, you. Came in touch with your gift. You came right. in touch with your passion. You started taking it seriously and started, you know, teaching yourself. Mm-hmm. And now, talk us, uh, tell us how you actually came to lead up your own band. I mean, this is something that you know if you think about it, you don't really see women at the forefront either. Mm, And to be someone who's, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's very impressive that you're self-taught, but you have people who, you know, go to
2: school for music and invest all of this money. And then they're like, okay, mm -hmm. so we're going to follow you. That's why they look right. And that's how, that's a lot of, um, flack that I get sometimes in rehearsal or when people see me is, you know, getting these huge venues like Joe's pub and stuff like that. They like, how the hell, you know, but, um, I follow James Brown so much because he Jimmy Hendrix, they didn't read music, they were self-taught. Jimmy said he doesn't he didn't even remember a riff that he did because he was just playing. We remember his music now because it's recorded, so we play it like that. But um being self-taught, I get a lot of flack for that, you know, cuz I don't call out A minus E, you know. But then when they see me on stage, it's like, "Oh my god." Like They will walk past me and be like, could I speak to your manager? Could I speak to the musical Mm. director? I want to hire your band. And I'll be like, that's me. Mm. (laughs) So they talk around you. They do talk around me. They can't believe it. And sometimes even to get to a meeting is hard because they just can't believe it. It's like, I can't believe that you are orchestrating this music like that. You are getting into these venues. And it's not just little venues. Joe's Pub don't hire anybody. Mm. I don't know if um, people know that. But they they don't hire, you know, any band.
0: And you've played at a, a number of different uh, venues, even Red Rooster here in right. Harlem. Can you tell have... us
2: where you and the musical have has already been playing? Yeah, shout out to Saleem um, um, marcus Hamson. Saleem believed in the um, the project. Um, the manager at the Red Rooster, mm-hmm. um, he believed in that project. We did a World Cup project there. And I had, like, the stilt walkers oh. and the tap dances and the whole front of Red Rooster was like flooded wow. Wow. um because it's a musical it's it's the story of my life I came up with the La Rock Bay School of Dance Theater so I just didn't want a regular band sit play music sing songs R&B and then you know it might be cool but I wanted something that reflect my life mm. you know what I mean I came up African tap ballet I just didn't play percussion you know, I danced a little bit but my mom was really you know, she danced African, but that's what I was surrounded by. So I see I see nothing else but that.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
2: may be a little bit, you know, uh when I see another band I may be like, Oh, they did all right. Because <laughs> <and I don't... laughs> but... I'm used to entertainment. Like I said, when I performed with Circus Soleil, that was the time of my life. Like mm-hmm. I could have stayed at Circus Soleil like till I was ninety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. they had everything: acrobats jumping, this, mm-hmm. that, music, bang, boom, pat. Like I love that. Right. I love that. So
0: what Courtney does, she incorporates a number of different aspects in, of entertainment into her performances. Mm-hmm. So you have the live music, you have singing, you have the dance, you have everything into the and you put everything into these right. performances and you've created and made it your own,
2: which is again, which is definitely phenomenal. And what's important is also to to know how to direct these people, um, not just have having a tap dancer throwing them in a band and say, hey, you just flow. You know, that's, what does that mean? Flow what? Mm-hmm. So you have to be able, growing up with La Rock, I have to be able to tell a dancer, no, could you do this? Could you point your foot like this? Could you, you know, do this? Grace the, you know, um, engage the audience. You have to be able to direct these people because they're, like you said, they went to school. Right. So they're like, if you don't know what you're doing, why should I follow you? Right. And you, you said through the musical,
0: it's... Your story translated yes. into a musical stage visual. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that story that you're telling? What, what is this story? Oh, if you can st- sum it up. Yeah, I know. And, the
2: story is it, It's really a lot of um, hardship and, and triumph, you know, coming from, you know, a girl coming from the projects. And then, you know, like you guys spoke about, I was lucky enough to get out and do something else. I could have been one of those statistics so Mm. um you know a lot of uh um you know people put in my head I couldn't do a lot of things you can't get to Carnegie Hall you can't you gotta play keys to do this you gotta do this you gotta get this instrument so the musical is not so so happy it it translate on stage the audience loves it, but some of these songs you know i I'm so emotional on stage because it comes from a place of you can't do that what you know i I went through a lot you know getting jerked you know for my money, they pay the guys, but they won't pay mm. me. Right. I got to text 15 calls 15 times in order to get my money. Right. You know what I mean? No,
0: actually, I, I've witnessed that a lot too, even with my own line of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a, a me- being in media and correspondence, they always pay the camera guy and the videographer. Mm-hmm. But I, it's been hard for me to actually get paid for the work that I do. And again, typically what happens is you have the man who's, you know, doing behind the camera, mm-hmm. and you usually have a woman that's in front. And it's just as uh, much work and just as much pressure that I'm mm-hmm. under. But, again, it's just like, well, we're helping you out, you know. And it's, it's sort of that mentality. And I definitely think mm-hmm. that gender plays a big role in that. It does. Um,
2: it does. The 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 um, A man told me this. He said, listen, I was in two, three bands. I won't say the name. He said, listen, you are the highlight of the band, whether you think so or not. They're not going to tell you you the highlight of the band because they want to keep you in the, you know, backseat whatever the case may be when i started to realize that you know people would ask when i wasn't there where's the girl Mm. where's the girl you know i did madison square garden and i wouldn't do it because i i got paid so late from the band leader the 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 musical uh entertainment person she was like where's the girl you know so that's how I got to play Madison Square Garden the second time because I wasn't going to play it because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I did it one time. It's on my resume. I'm cool. Right. But no, she was like, Where, where's the girl? Like, we want the girl. So a man actually told me that, like, don't, don't, you know, sell yourself short. Right. You're the highlight of the band. But they, they're just not going to tell you. Um, I'm not saying that's always the case, but, you know no but it does
0: happen it does happen and I think that you know as, as aspiring as your story is and you know as phenomenal as it, that it is that you're sharing your story through this very creative spence, uh, space and through this very creative lens which is called the musical Right. Um, how else do you see yourself inspiring giving back or you know really trying to help other people especially other young women who might say like well if you want to do music then you need to go like the Beyonce route or you know what I'm saying like it's just right. you don't really As you know, young girls don't really feel like they
2: have that variety or that choice. That's true. I'm well. I'm giving back, as I said. um, I had went to a church um, a couple of weeks ago because I felt like I wasn't giving back enough, and I um, I didn't tell them who I was. I just said I wanted to play. You know, they were like, "Well, we'll try to find you a budget. We don't have a budget right now." I said, "That's okay. I just want to play." So um, my mom was like, "Did you invite them to your shows?" And I was just like, "No," because I didn't want them to know who I, I you know I was. I didn't want them to see me any different. So I just wanted to play and give back um to that organization. Also, you know, I'm I'm very I really want to um start an organization for um young women, um troubled, you know, young women that don't have the guidance of their, their parents, their mothers, their fathers and, you know, show them something different. Because I spoke in the school about a year ago, and they loved me because I think they can relate to me. The teacher was having, like, a problem. The instruments had dust on them down in the basement. He was like, Courtney, I need you to come talk to these kids. They just don't They don't look at drums and percussion as, you know, the thing. So when I came, they, re- they wrote me letters. They really, you know, I engaged with them. They. It was amazing, amazing experience. So I want to – I don't know why I – um Get so much towards troubled um, teens, but I think I can help because they they can relate to me.
0: Right, right. You know what I mean, um, Courtney. Unfortunately, we are well, wrapping it up. But okay, no problem. Before we do, um, two things I need from you. You know, you're doing a lot. What else is it that you dream? And then, of course, we have to let everyone know how they can either watch one of your live shows, especially okay. because you play here locally,
2: know, and they can you know time. find you
0: out, find more out, <laughs> for, find more about you.
2: Well, well, my dream yes. is to. Um, my dream is to become um I wouldn't say my dream is to take this band um overseas. That's what it is. Oh. That's my biggest dreams. Um I wanna actually live in London. Mm-hmm. As I told I'm I'm so fascinated with um London. And um what was the other question?
0: Oh, how I can people started. like how can people find oh, you? Well, how you, can they
2: watch one of your shows? How can they keep know, up with so you? I know it's so crazy. You could you could go on YouTube and, and watch my shows, Courtney Rose, C O U R T N E E R O Z E Rose, follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, right this winter I'm going to be working on an album. So Joe's Pub was like the show to come to and that was last night. I'm like hardly awake. <laughs> it, it was amazing. We had Tanika Simone, she sings with Lady Gaga. We had true It it was just crazy in there. But that was like the show to come to. But I'll also book, you know, Savannah's Shrine. Big shout shout out to Shrine and Savannah's. I'll also book those venues in Harlem so you guys can see me. And I'll also, I'll always post it. Um, Courtneyrose.com again,
0: stuff like that. Definitely, again, guys. That's Courtney Rose, but she spells it C O U R T N E E Rose R O Z E. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Courtney. And I just want to leave everyone's um, with just um, a few words because I think that your story is inspirational. Because you know, you wouldn't sometimes. We don't feel, we feel judged, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we feel like people look at us and they say, oh, well, you sure you don't do this? Or are you (laughs) sure you really do do this? And I think that we can't let society and other people put us in a box. And, like, even with myself, like, it's always, you know, even whether that's a family or a friend, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, you're supposed to fit this mold. And the thing is you have to define that. Yourself, And you have to come to terms and feel comfortable with your own identity and yourself. And I think that when you do that, that's when your dreams and yes, visions sort of really yes. start to come about. I mean, it, it starts with you know, you speak it, you see it, and you see yourself, and then you start doing it. And again, that was the Dreamer and Doer series for the month of October. Big shout-out to Courtney. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, uh, listening to us here today. We'll be back next Sunday on Let Your Voice Be Heard. I think I'm still an angel away. Angel away, yeah, strange in a way. Maybe that is why I chase strangers away. They got their guns out aiming at me. But I become Neo when they aiming at me. May. may, may, me against them. Me against enemies, me against friends. Somehow they both seem to become one. A sleep full of sharks and they all smell blood. They start coming and I start
1: rising. Must be surprising, I'm just surmising. I win Each year, 650,000 individuals are released from jails and prisons across America. There's a 67% chance that they'll be incarcerated again within three years. While this is a big problem, there's an even bigger solution, education. Education is the most effective response to crime, and College Initiative works to make college a realistic goal for formerly incarcerated New Yorkers. College Initiative works to help formerly incarcerated individuals to become stabilizing forces in their communities and advocates towards working for a safer New York. For more information, visit www.collegeinitiative.org. If you have bad credit or no credit, getting a prepaid debit card may sound like the perfect solution for you. A prepaid debit card, like the Lil Wayne Money Card, the Susie Orman Card, or the most popular Rush Card, functions like a bank debit card. The user loads money into the account and can make purchases with the card. Like a debit card, you're spending your own money. But you don't have to worry about overdraft fees. If there isn't enough money for a purchase, you can't buy it. Sounds appealing, right? Think again. Rush cards have a $2 activation fee. If you want to pay a bill, there's a fee. If you want to make a purchase, there's a $1 fee. Just to have the card, it costs $9.95 a month. It costs another 50 cents to get your balance and it costs $1.95 if you don't use the Rush card for 90 days. It costs money to use your money. It costs money to save your money. Let's keep some more of your cash in your pockets and get a regular debit card. While some debit cards may have a monthly fee, the fee is usually lower than the rush card's monthly costs. If you're a student, some banks have a debit card just for you, with no monthly fees. With a regular debit card, you won't be charged to pay a bill, make a purchase, or a check your balance at the bank. You can take out money from your bank's ATM free of charge. It's your money, and you